Praise the Lord. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. You know, uh, we always endeavor to follow the Spirit in our services. We always endeavor to, of course, we prepare and uh, we check our hearts to uh, bring to you exactly what the Spirit would have. And, um, you know, a lot of times the preparation time it's just good practice for me. You know, it's not, never going to hurt you to study the word and, and, and to prepare. But um, so much of what comes out on a Sunday depends on who's here. depends on the, what the needs are of the people. And it depends on how people are engaged. Whether they're wanting to receive, willing to hear their answer, or whether they're just, you know, hoping that, you know, the hour will get through, you know, thinking, oh, I lost an hour of sleep last night, and I'm really tired, I need a nap. You know, let's just decide to be awake and uh, ready to go. Amen? Ready to receive. Because uh, that's where we can all get the most out of, I mean, we, we got ready and we came. So we, we might as well get what God has for us. Um, we're honored to be able to deliver the word. Yes. And we're honored to be able to receive the word when we, when we come. Um, but you understand the, the things that we do on a Sunday morning, they're not just for this little crew that's here today. Uh, the idea is for the word to get out, but it's not going to get out on its own. It gets out through us, (laughs) through the people that we meet and, uh, and the people that we, uh, get to minister to and talk to throughout the week. And we need to know what God has for them. That's one of the reasons we come here, uh, for us to be changed but then for others to be changed. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the subject that we've been ministering on the past few weeks is this, uh, a subject that is, uh, well, I'd say it's big on God's heart, but I mean, it, it's who God is. Yes. Yeah. And that is the subject of love. God is love. Mm-hmm. He's, he's um, that's his essence. That's his being. And when we got born again, a measure of that love, a portion, if we could say, a portion of that love got poured into us, Amen. got placed into us, into our spirit. And uh, our job as Christians is ever going to be learning how to tap into that love, learning how to draw that love up and out, and learning how to, what the Bible calls, walk in that love. So if you would this morning, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5. We'll look at that phrase today, walk in love. Uh, It's a phrase that, uh, at least in our circles, we hear a lot. We've, um, you know, of course, we came up under uh, a minister by the name of Kenneth Hagin. He was, um, he was, we would consider our father in the faith, and he he would minister on this subject frequently, this subject of love. Um, he was known and, and he had a, a mandate put on his life uh, early on when he started to uh, go out and, and travel. He had a mandate put on his life to go teach my people faith. But we were recently in, uh, in Florida at a, a meeting and we went out to lunch with a friend of ours who also, uh, she, she, was, she is a singer. She traveled with uh, Brother Hagen in some years, basically the decade before we were there. She was traveling with him in, that, in the crusade team that we were a part of later. He, my husband was a part of later on. Um, and when we went out to lunch with her, we were just talking and, you know, uh, talking about different things. And of course, she traveled with Brother Hagen just at a different time than we did. And at that time, he was doing something called All Faiths Crusades. And uh, so every morning, uh, he would teach on the subject of faith. But she said, she said this, and it, I didn't 
realize this, but it makes total sense. She said, but every Friday he'd teach on love. Why? Because without love, your faith isn't going to work right. <laughs> without knowing uh, how to express and walk in God's love, uh, the rest of the subjects in the Bible will be hindered in your life. Yeah, yeah. The rest yeah. of the flow of God to your life will be hindered if we don't know and understand and are able to walk out this love that God's put on the inside of us. So uh, I was reminded, of course, I'd already started ministering some on this subject. It had been on my heart. And I was like, wow, he, every Friday he made sure. <laughs> you know, it, it, what was that? That was the end of his week. That was the, that was the punctuation point, right? That was the end of the sentence. Don't forget love. <laughs> You've got, it only, all that we've been teaching this week, it only works by love. If you don't have love, forget the rest of what you've, you know, in other words, you got to get this one. And so I'm, I'm putting it last. I'm putting it the last part of the week so that you walk out of here remembering this. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. It was that important to him. And it's that important in the word. Mm -hmm. It's that important to God. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in Ephesians chapter five, verse one, Uh, he, it says this, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love mm -hmm. as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. We see that phrase, walk in love. How, 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 how are we supposed to walk in love? Just the way Christ did when he gave himself up for us as an offering and a sacrifice. That's a serious amount of love. Selfless, giving love. Amen. We're to walk in that type of love. What, what does that mean? Our whole life, we're carrying out. What's, when, we, when the Bible says to walk in something, it just means throughout your day, throughout your life, it's what we live in. It's what we walk out, just, just as we would be um, walking out our path, so to speak, uh, of our Christian walk. Our Christian walk is to be a walk of love. Uh, I was raised in a denominational church. We used to sing a, a hymn saying they'll know we're Christians by our love. Yeah. Right? Um, there's a significance to that. Yeah. But love, it, it looks different than most of us think. <laughs> and last week we looked at some of the characteristics of love, right? Uh, you know, love's patient and kind. Uh, it doesn't take account into an account, a, a wrong done to it. It, there, it. It's very different than what we would, what the world would consider love. When the world says we're supposed to love everybody, it means you're just supposed to accept everybody the way they are and leave them be. But God's love looks at everybody, sees where they're at, and presses in to help them come up to a higher level. Amen. To see that they need a savior, that God can transform them, change them. Yes. Praise God. It's a completely different way of seeing love. God's love. Glory to God. And so God asks us to walk in his love. Just the way Christ loved us, we are to love the world. We are to walk out this love. And I'm going to read this first phrase of uh, verse 2 to you in the Weiss translation. Uh, it says, Be becoming, therefore, imitators of God as children beloved, and be ordering your behavior within the sphere of love. Be ordering your behavior in the sphere of love. I like that. Why? Because that's really what we're, we're talking about. When you think of um, 
A, what's a sphere? It's a circular object, right? Circular thing. There's, there is, if we could say this, um, a bubble <laughs> of, of love that we are to live in and walk in. Every, everywhere we go, this, this, this sphere of love should be surrounding us and should be, we should be bumping into people with this sphere of love, right? <laughs> there, there should be love oozing, <laughs> flowing out of us. There's this, there's this uh, force field, if you will, of love that we are to be walking in. So everywhere I go, the love of God goes. Everywhere, the, everything that I say should have the love of God attached to it. Right. Yeah. Whoa, that's just a different way. What's he saying? Walk in a sphere of love. And that way you're being imitators of him. Remember, at the end of, uh, uh, end of 2022, beginning of 2023, we had uh, um, three nights where we, we spent some time, three days where we spent some time in the Word, and we heard that our, our job description this year is to become just like Jesus. Yes. Amen. Doesn't mean we're all going to grow a beard and long hair. <laughs> It's not that we're going to look just like him and have a robe on. It's that our characteristics, our actions, our lifestyle, our walk yes. is going to be like him. You might think, well, he, he laid hands on the sick. Yeah, he did. How did he do it? In love. Yeah. Through compassion. Moved by compassion, God's love for people, and that compassion flowed out of him, and, and he was able to tap into the power of God through that love, and healing flowed. Amen. Miracles happened. Yes. If we want the healings and we want the miracles, we're going to have to learn about this love. And I'll remind us of what the Lord ministered to me and uh, we've been mentioning here the past couple weeks. In prayer at one point, he told me that this church was going to be a place that's marked by miracles, but known for its love. That means when people come in here, they're going to see a, a family that operates differently than anything they've seen before where there's so much care for others. There's so much um, concern and, and, and reaching out to help others that it's notable. And this love can increase in us. This, this uh, tapping into this flow of love it's supposed to increase in us. It's supposed to be in the forefront of our thinking. But how many know it is so easy just to get into your natural day and to get into your natural routine and to, uh, you know, you've got a lot. To, we all have a lot to take care of. We all have busy days. We all we have busy lives. Um, you know, most of us work uh, many hours a week and, and you've, there's just a lot to do. And so we need to be reminded from time to time about what the Bible says about this subject. We are to be imitators of Christ. We are to walk in his love. We are to dwell in this sphere of love. And so uh, in verse 1, it says, therefore, be imitators of me, right? Well, that word therefore means that Everything that just came before <laughs> in chapter four is part of what he's talking about. So can we take some time and just look in chapter four at some of these verses that he has? Uh, it's quite amazing. We've been spending some time in, in Ephesians, haven't we? I mean, we spent a whole Sunday talking about Ephesians chapter three, where Paul prayed for them that they'd, they'd know and understand this love, this, the, the length and breadth and height and depth, that how big this subject is. 
And then he goes on in chapter 4, and he says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, look at this, bearing with one another in love. Oh, that, that just sounds like an interesting phrase. Um, when I hear that word bearing with one another, I think of dealing with one another, right? <laughs> dealing with one another, how? In love. That means all of our dealings, all of our workings, all of our interactions with one another need to be in love, yeah. need to be with patience and kindness, need to be with gentleness. They are our dealings with one another. And this isn't just talking about one another in the church, but this is talking about with one another, whomever we come across, right? There's got to be that underlying current of love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With all humility, gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Ah, we're going to maintain unity if we learn how to walk in love. If we learn how to walk in love. Then... Uh, he takes a little bit of a, a, a journey. He t starts talking about, uh, in, verse, in chapter 4 there, he starts talking about uh, the need for apostles and prophets and teachers, evangelists, pastors, the fivefold ministries. And the reason he said we need all of those in the body of Christ is so that we, the body of Christ, can be built up, can be edified, can be trained and equipped. And then he goes on in, um, in verse 15, he says, we're to speak the truth in love. We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body is joined and held together by every joint with which it's equipped, and each part is to be working properly, makes, it makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. The body, when it's working properly, is constantly building each other up. It is joining together, it's working together, and it's growing and building in love. Love is the primary foundation for how the body of Christ grows and strengthens. No wonder there's such an emphasis put on it. No wonder Paul prayed, I want you guys to see this, to understand. Lord, open their eyes, help them to see how big this subject is, your love that, that you want to flow, gush through them. It's going to build up the whole body mm -hmm. and strengthen it when we're walking and flowing together in this love. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then he goes on. He says this in verse 17. He says, now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do. What are the Gentiles in, in our day? We would just say those who don't know Christ, right? Th those who aren't following Christ. This I say and testify to you, you must no longer walk, we would say this, the way you used to. <laughs> in the futility of your minds. They, those who don't know Christ, they're darkened in their understanding. They're alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that's in them due to their hardness of heart. They've become callous. What's a callous? It's, it's skin that's gotten hard, right? 
it's gotten hard from overuse or constantly being rubbed. You know, some of us might have calluses on our feet. Uh, and, you know, my dad, he, he was a woodworker, so he has all kinds of calluses on his hands. Callus, it hardens you, right? It prevents you from sensitivity. It prevents you from feeling. And the word says that uh, really through no fault of their own, people that don't know God, that haven't received Christ, their, their heart is calloused. That there's a hardening towards the things of, the, of God. They can't walk in this love the way we can. And he's saying, don't start walking the way other people walk. Don't walk the way the Gentiles, with a hardness of heart. You mean a Christian can walk with a hardness of heart? Absolutely. All you have to do is not tap into, not realize that this love is in you, right? All you have to do is live in the natural. And he's saying uh, they're alienated from the life of God because of ignorance due to their hardness of heart. They've become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learn Christ. It's like, that's not the way you're supposed to walk. You didn't learn this. Assuming that you've heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus... You are to put off your old self. You're not supposed to walk that way anymore, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. You are to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. So to walk in love the way Jesus did, to walk in love the way Paul tells us we're supposed to, there's some mind renewal that must take place. We have to decide to walk in love. We have to remember to walk in love. We have to constantly be meditating on the scriptures about love so that when we come up to a situation where we need that love, we know what to do. We know where to tap into. Be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new self. This morning, after I took my shower, I put on clothes, right? It was a decided action. If I had not put on clothes, you all would have noticed when I came in the door, right? We are to put on our new self, Amen. right? We are to put on this love walk. We are to put on on the righteousness we have from God. We are to remember it's, it's, an, it's an action. <laughs> it doesn't just happen. It's something we decide to do, to walk in this love, to put on this new self, to walk in Christ, right? It doesn't just happen. Love is active. Yes. It's, it's, it's a verb. <laughs> love, love can be a verb. It's, it's active, but we have to decide to put that love into action. Yes. Yes. It's not passive. It's not supposed to be passive. Put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And then he goes on to give us a little bit more description about what this life looks like. Therefore, put away falsehood. Oh, boy. You know, the one thing I love about Jesus, he was real. He was real. You know, people can say, get real. Uh, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be really grounded in love. We're trying to be really just like Jesus. We're trying to get real. I don't like falsehood. I don't like put on, meaning I'm pretending to be something better than I am. Right? Be somebody that I'm not. The world is full of that. 
The world is full of that. Oh, we got to put on our, you know, we got to put on this look. We've got to have just the right outfit. We've got to have just the right thing and say, say just the right thing so that they think I really have it all together. When you're in Christ, he's the real. And therefore, I can be real because he's so real and he can flow through me Amen. when I'm really in him. Praise God. I don't know if that made sense to you, but <laughs> it's blessing me. Put away falsehood. You don't have to try to be righteous. You are righteous. You don't have to try to love. You have love on the inside of you. It's just learning to tap into it. Learning to let it express itself. Praise God. Put away falsehood. Let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor. You understand that's, that's part of walking in love? Speaking truth. Or we would say it this way, not lying. Right? Speaking truth. Now, uh, there is another spot where it talks about speaking the truth in love. I think we just uh, read that in verse 15. Speak the truth in love. Even sometimes truth can, can uh, be difficult for others to receive, right? Yeah. We're not to speak truth harshly. We're supposed to speak the truth in love. Mm -hmm. Right? Amen. We're never to cut down I'm just telling it like it is. Oh, well, tell it like it is nicely. Helping us today. Praise the Lord. We're to speak the truth with our neighbor, but we can do it with love. What does love do? How is this best going to help them? How is this best going to build them up? How is this best going to bring them to Christ? How is this best going to... Um, care for them, right? Mm -hmm. We speak the truth. We don't lie. We don't lie. Christians, we don't lie. Amen. Amen. We don't lie. Does that mean you have to tell every bit of your life to somebody? No, you can be guarded as to what you share and what you don't share, but we are to speak the truth. Praise the Lord. Put away falsehood. Let each one, each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. We belong together. We're part of the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. Verse 26. Be angry. Uh-oh. You're telling me I can be angry? Listen, every one of us at some point is going to be stirred to anger. <laughs> There's going to be times where you get angry. But look at the next phrase. Don't sin. <laughs> if you get angry, it's just a flag on the inside. Oh, I better tap into the love that's on the inside of me before something else comes out that isn't supposed to come out. When anger comes, and it will, don't sin. And then he gives us some help with this one, because obviously some of us need some help, or all of us need some help, right? Don't let the sun go down on your anger. We're talking about how, what, what does it mean to walk in love? What does this look like? When you get angry, don't sin, meaning just don't let something fly out of your mouth that's of the flesh, but it says here, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Um, this works especially well with husbands and wives. When you say never go to bed angry, right? Always make it right between you and the other person that you got angry with. What does that mean? Apologize. Say you're sorry. What if, you, what if I was right? Doesn't matter. D does it matter who was right? when we're walking in love. Right. Yeah. Actually, it doesn't matter. 
What matters is you do this. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I have to get my point across. And the only way to get my point across is to not let them know that I'm angry. I'm going to stay angry. Well, then you have just decided to step out of the sphere of love. I don't think we'll get to the subject today about what, it, what happens when you step out of love. But let me let you know, you don't want to be outside of God's sphere of love. You want to be in love, right? And therefore, we have to walk in that love. Ah. Listen, even Jesus got angry. There was a time where he walked into the temple and they were selling wares in the temple. They were selling and trying to make profit off of the people of God. And his anger, in his anger, he checked with the Lord. What are we going to do about this? And what, what does the Bible say? He started flipping tables over. Was he doing it out of control? Was he doing it in a, in a fit of rage? No. He did it on purpose. So that what we would call righteous anger, because somebody was mistreating the house of God, he acted out. What? No one had ever done that before. You think that, that, that made a mark on the people that were there at that time trying to sell and, and do their thing and make a buck off the people of God? That spoke volumes. Do you understand that was love? That was love? That was God demonstrating how important it was to treat the things of God right. So there's a time where uh, you might be moved to demonstrate things very unusually. But we never do it in a fit of rage where our flesh is in control. Does that make sense? If it's flesh, it's not God. And that's why I'm saying, you know, there's times where you might be angry, but don't sin. What's sin? Anything outside of the sphere of love is sin. Praise the Lord. Anything, out, anything outside the sphere of God's love is flesh. We could say that, right? And when you start to operate out of your flesh... All you're going to get back in response is more flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nobody wants that. So there's times where you might be angry, but don't sin. I like some of the, the proverbs and things where it says, I'm going to cover my mouth <laughs> lest I sin against you. What? Well, there, there's times where uh, you can, you, we all know what it's like to be angry. We know, we know what that, mm, when our flesh gets there. If you have to cover your mouth, if you have to walk out of the room, praise the Lord, whatever it takes so that you can get yourself to the place where you're not going to sin. You're not going to flesh out. You're not going to yield to your flesh, but you're going to stay in the sphere of love. And you're going to come back and you're going to say, I got angry. I was wrong. I'm sorry. Well, that's always fun. Forgiveness, apologizing, being able to say you're sorry, even if you weren't the one wrong. That's all part of walking in love. Ugh. Don't let the sun go down on you. Don't let anger stay. No. Don't let anger reside in you and fester because it will fester. Mm -hmm. 
it will bubble up. It will linger. It will try to, oh, it will try to consume you. Why? Because anger's of the enemy, right? He can use that if you'll stay there. So when he's saying, if you're going to get angry, uh, which all of us will be, have a, an opportunity at some point, right, to be angry, don't sin. Don't get down on yourself. I shouldn't be angry. I shouldn't feel this way. It happens. <laughs> and there's, a, there's sometimes where people absolutely do something wrong that they shouldn't have done to you. But love takes no account of a suffered wrong. Mm. It's, just, it's different than the world. It's not like the Gentiles think, he's saying. Don't, don't walk the way. You're going to have to put this on, this new self that looks at situations differently and pulls out the love of God in these situations. So if you get angry, you, there's going to be times where you get angry. Put your hand over your mouth. Walk out of the room if you need to mm -hmm. until you can get yourself to where what you're saying is love, coming out of love. Even if it's truth, it's, it's spoken in love. Mm -hmm. yeah. Where you can come back and say, I apologize. And even if you weren't the one, I keep saying that, if you weren't the one that was wrong, you can apologize for getting angry. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> talking to me today, you can apologize for getting angry. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have let that bother me. Please forgive me. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to go to bed with letting this loop around in your mind. Because you understand the enemy will help you loop that, that wrong that was done to you if you allow it to stay there. Right. Saying you're sorry Getting rid of the anger will help get rid of the hurt. Mm -hmm. This is how we walk in love. Aren't you glad Paul wrote it down for us? Glory to God. Verse 27, so interesting. It goes right along with this verse. And give no opportunity to the devil. In other words, if you, if you get angry... You sin, you stay angry, you go to bed angry. What have you just done? You've opened the door wide to the enemy. Why? Because you just stepped out of your little bubble of love, yes. your sphere. You walked out of your sphere of love and you just walked into the enemy's territory. That's why, I mean, in our household, if either one of us steps out of love, we run back as fast as we can. Number one, I can't afford, you know, Pastor Nancy used to say, say, before you get into strife with somebody, start fussing with somebody, you better check your checkbook or look in your bank app and see how much money is in there and see if you can afford strife. What does she mean? She means if you step outside of the sphere of love where God's blessings are, where God's provision is, where God's help is, if you step outside of that, you've opened the door wide to the enemy, you just opened up all of your life to him. <laughs> Saying, here, you know, you know, anything that you want, you can have. Because you just stepped outside of that sphere of love into the enemy's territory. That's not us, though. That's not us. Praise God. We're not going to give opportunity to the devil. And then he goes on some, some things we wouldn't even think of, but he says, let the thief no longer steal. He's talking about walking in love, right? Yes. If we're walking in love, we're not stealing from one another. If he used to steal stuff, don't do it anymore. You think, do we have to write that in the Bible? Apparently we do. Listen, God is going to deal with every one of us wherever we're at. There's the, when we used to walk the way the world walked, we did all kinds of things. Everyone else, you know, we all did stuff. And 
things have to change if we're going to walk in love. Amen. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him work. Doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up. He keeps saying it over and over different ways. As fits the occasion. I like that. We're to be talking and building up as fits the occasion. That it may give grace to those who hear. This is such good advice, guys. <laughs> this is such good advice. There's times where it's all right to joke around. There's other times it's not okay. We need to learn those times. If joking around is going to hurt somebody, right. if it's going to cut somebody down, if it's going to belittle or not add grace to the one who's hearing it, then it's corrupt. And we ought not to do it. I hope this is helping everyone today. I praise the Lord. You know, the, these scriptures don't make us get up and say, oh, glory, and run around the room. But if we'll learn these and put these into practice, we'll learn how to stay in our sphere of love, Oh my goodness, tremendous blessing will come to our lives. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only, only such as is good for building up. Amen. As fits the occasion. Like I said, sometimes it's okay to joke around if the occasion calls for it. Sometimes it's okay to poke fun at somebody in love. Right? But there's other times where it's not okay. Who makes that de determining factor? Well, if I come up with a witty remark, then it must be okay to say it. No. You, your brain, your flesh is not the determining factor. What is the love of God on the inside of you? There's been times where I've gone to say something and something on the inside just, oh, almost feels like I might be sick to my stomach. What's that? That's the Spirit of God saying, hello, check with me. That's not going to bless them. That's not going to help them. That's not adding grace to their life. It's not going to build them up. And therefore, I'm not supposed to say it. Just talking to me. I, you guys have all this under control, I'm sure. But if it's in the word, there's a reason for it. If it's there, we need to take heed to it. We need to pay attention. So does that mean that we have to actually have a guard over our mouth? Yes, yes. yes actually, it does. It does. And sometimes it means we don't talk as much as we used to. Yep. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 30 says this, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. How would you grieve Him? If you constantly press past what he's prompting you to do or not to do. If you press past what he's prompting you to say or not to say, you will grieve the Spirit of God. And you've just stepped yourself out of that sphere of God's love and open wide the door for the enemy. Hmm. Verse 31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. 
just in case the other verses weren't enough for you. <laughs> he listed them all in one big thing of great offenses. And verse 32, he says, Be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. One of the biggest expressions of God's love is to be able to forgive, to walk in forgiveness. Doesn't matter what you did to me, I love you, I forgive you. This whole concept of God's love on the inside of us, walking in this love, it is beyond natural thinking. That's why I said you can't walk the way the Gentiles used to, in the futility of their minds, with calloused hearts. We cannot afford to have a callous, a hardness, in our spirit, in our heart. We are to be tender-hearted, yes. kind. Amen. This love will keep, hmm, will keep our spirit tender. The more we learn to turn to his love, the more we're turning to him because he is love. Mm -hmm. The more we turn to this love and decide we're going to walk and flow in this love and stay in this sphere, the more we're going to hear from him because he only operates through love. And if we want to see healing and miracles, the more we need to learn how to walk in love. Because that is him. It's how he operates. I spent some time uh, yesterday just reading through some quotes from uh, Martin Luther King Jr. What a man. What an amazing man who was called of God, truly. I mean, he started out as a minister but wound up as one of the greatest civil rights leaders, right? In our country, at least. And his whole premise was, we can take care of injustice and we can change this inequality through love. And... And he said, he said this one thing, I'll just, I'll just say this one. He said, hate is too great a burden to bear. Yes. He said, I've decided to choose love. What's he saying? The enemy's territory is too great a burden for our, fle- for our lives to bear. Choose love. Choose to walk in his ways. Choose to walk in his love. Choose to speak in his love. Amen. And you can change the entire world. And he did. He changed our country by choosing. He stood up for what he believed in, but he did it in love. He had a whole sermon, a whole speech uh, uh, called The Strength in Love. That man was strong, but he was solid on the fact that everything he would do would be in God's love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. I've decided to choose love. Mm -hmm. It's a decision. We all have it. That's the great thing. The Christian has God's love. This isn't hard It's just a choice. I've got to choose it every day to stay in that sphere of his love, to be an imitator of God. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. We can do this, guys. (laughs) And it's actually so much fun. It's so much fun to walk in his love and to watch people change there was a time, and I'll, I'll finish up here, but I'll never forget our first uh, time we did an outreach in our church in New York. And we, uh, there was a, 
a festival that our town, the town we met in, had. And, uh, you know, lots of people came out and different ones had different booths, kind of like what we do at the Starlighting where we, everyone had a different booth and gave stuff, you know, here they give stuff away. Back in our church or our town in New York, everyone was selling things. It was like a sales festival. And uh, um, so everyone was selling things. So my husband, he said, we're going to set up a booth and we're going to give away free drinks, soda, water, whatever anyone wants, to watch people's reaction. What do you mean it's free? Can I give a donation? Can I? No, no, it's free. It was so hard for people to receive something because there was love attached to it. To watch people's reaction is, it's amazing to see how it can transform. It gets, it gets somebody who just only thinks mentally, like, why, why would they want to give that to me? Why, why, would, why would they do that? Why? 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 What's the catch? What's the catch? Yeah. How many times do I have to come to your service? <laughs> no, no, no. To extend God's love at his prompting with his direction, it's the most fun thing in the world. Glory to God. Because it's not of this world. <laughs> Glory to God. Did you have something you want? Okay. Praise God. He's so good to us. We're going to do this. We're going to get so versed, so well versed at walking in his love, at, at, at reaching out to, to others in love, at, at taking care of one another in love. It's going to astound people. Hallelujah. Why don't you stand to your feet? Father, thank you for your word. We're so grateful for that which you bring to light for us. You help us so much. Thank you for teaching us and showing us the breadth and the depth and the length and the height that we may know your love. Hallelujah. Thank you for it. We're so grateful for it. And we choose today to love. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed.